Hi, it's Leah and I'm so, so happy to be back. I honestly cannot tell you enough how much I've missed this and how much I wanted to just, you know, talk to you and just focus on my podcast and um, I've really missed it. Um, you might not believe me because I frankly, I say that every time <laughs> that I missed it and then I can't for some reason reach my deadline or I miss something but this time I had a really really busy time with my finals Baruch Hashem um, which I passed um, Baruch Hashem um, and it was just super super busy um, but I have been wanting to talk about this for quite some time um, and I've always, for some reason, put it off. And I think that reason might be because when I decide to talk about it, I do want to like take it serious and really talk about it and um, yeah, say what I have to say on it. Um, I do want to mention in between, I'm knitting in the meantime. I started this like new hobby of knitting. It's actually really, really satisfying because like I'm trying to knit whenever I'm doing something, um, listening to something or something. And it feels like super nice because I feel like I'm creating something and I'm doing something like really useful while I'm relaxing in whatever way that might be. So if you hear something, that's probably the knitting. <laughs> um, so yeah, what is it that I want to talk about today? Um, I will give you a sentence and um, I will go from there. So the Torah says, or more like better yet, or Gedolim say, that Tzadik le Tzanua, Rasha le Prutza. What does that mean? Like Tzadik le Tzanua. So a Tzadik is will be with a tanua with a with a modest woman and a rasha will be with a immodest woman now why does it say why does it not say tzadik ve le tzadika for example like a, a righteous man will have a righteous woman why does it not say that like the woman should be righteous as well because they say, and from early on, they they knew that when a woman is modest, she will automatically become righteous. And that's that that's not mean that's not to say that when whenever you are modest you are righteous, but whenever you are modest, you're careful and you're you're trying to do the best of your abilities. Um, and that's frankly all that you can do. So they say, and they knew from early on that a modest woman will will always um, it will have an effect on her house, um, not just for the parnasam, not just for the shalom bayit. It will an effect have an effect even on her children, um, because they say that gedolim, like if there was a there, there is this story from a from a. There's a story from uh, like a, there was a lady and she had uh, seven sons and the seven sons, you might have heard of it. Yeah. 
but the seven sons turned out to be um, all seven of them Kohanim. Now, when somebody saw this, they turned to the woman, to the to the, the mother, and they said that she must be a, a Tanua, she must be Tznius, she must she must be a modest woman. Why they didn't turn to the father? Because it's it's in in her marriage. It's in her. She's the light of the home. She's she's all of it. Like she she cannot only merit great miracles through modesty, but she can also merit even righteous children as well. So what I'm trying to say with it. So obviously the topic of today will be modesty. Um, and what I'm trying to say with this sentence, why I'm trying to open with it, I thought it was a very good sentence to start with because modesty, if you really want to understand modesty, modesty is more than just dressing modest. It's more than just changing your clothes or putting a certain outfit different, maybe putting a wider skirt. Now that's a great, great start. And believe me, if you start like that, you will somehow get there, um, wherever that may be. Um, but modesty is, is more, it's, it's, it's not just, it's not just following halachot. It's, it's, it's a person. It's who you, who you are, who you become. It's, it's a personality trait um to be humble to be shy and that follows with the clothing like the clothing um in some way makes you realize what it is to be modest um and that might take a very very long time like at least for me it did but maybe i'm running before the facts <laughs> um because I had the idea to talk about modesty, not only because I, <laughs> on Instagram, was called my modest journey, um, but a few weeks ago, I had, I was sitting at my Shabbat table and I was wearing like a very long maxi dress and I think it was like a, a sweater or something and I was wearing my, my tichel and I just was sitting in the Shabbat table with my husband and and I was like... You know, I've really, I just realized that I've really come a long way in modesty. I've really, I don't know, I really felt like it wasn't that difficult anymore to me. It just felt natural, like it feels more natural. I can sit in a maxi skirt all day long, go out in one and it will not bother me. Um, which is a long way from where I came from um, and that got me thinking um, because it said when you work hard enough on a certain a certain area whether it's news or maybe or um, your anger or your patience whatever it is you know we all have areas that we need to work in or work on better yet um, whenever you work on a certain area for quite some time and you put a lot of effort in it um you'll feel that at some point your yitzhara is changing a bit at some point you're you're you don't like it, it doesn't feel the same fight it doesn't feel as the same fight um 
in the start, it's really hard. You know those days like, ah, oh, it's so hard. Whenever you're trying something new, whether it's like to pray or you you really want to watch on saying that Baha or whatever it is. And in the start, it will be so hard with your Yitzhara because the Yitzhara, it just, it just will tell you no and it's okay and ah, oh, you forget, you forgot, it's it's fine, don't need to worry and you will make so many excuses for yourself and eventually it's, it just becomes hard because you really want want to do this certain mitzvah, mitzvah um, but you're just not getting there um, and it, it, it makes it hard, it makes it so hard not to be able to to just do that mitzvah what you want like what you desire where you desire to be and yeah so i'm losing my uh, my wire for a second <laughs> um and it's it's just hard in the start whenever you're trying to do a mitzvah it's just hard because your yetzara is trying to stop you in so many different ways now whenever you try to work on a certain mitzvah um the more you work on it, the more effort you put, the more you fight against your Yetzara, the more you say, no, I will do this. And no, I it will go this way. And no matter how hard it will be, I will go through with this. No matter what what you might might give, an, as ex, give as an excuse, your Yetzara will soften and the mitzvah becomes easier. And... Obviously, that's where we need to watch out um, that we don't fall in between, but that's a whole different story. Um, but that's when that's when when you you're overcoming your yetzer. That's when you're you're winning. You're winning not just for yourself. You're winning for yourself, but also for Hashem, and not even just for Hashem. Also for all Klal Israel, because it said, whenever someone from Klal Israel does something, um, and like overcomes something, um, or really tries to work on a certain thing, or even just study study store, that's when the all Klal it will be it will benefit all Klal Israel and. Um, isn't that amazing? Like, if you think about it, that you can work on something and a whole nation, your nation, will benefit from it. Not only yourself, not only you will benefit from it. You, Hashem, and the whole nation of Israel will benefit from your work, from your hard work against your Yetzirah. From you saying, no, I will do this. Because sometimes we think, what's the point, right? What's the point to, to change something? What's the point to fight against Oriyatara? Why not to give in? And believe me, we all have those days. Everybody does. But there is a point. There is a point in fighting Oriyatara. There is not just a point for Hashem, for you, but for the, the whole nation. You could make a difference that like to me that's just mind-blowing it even it even came to such a point 
where I was sitting at this Shabbat table and I was just thinking like I, I wasn't even sometimes I was even convinced that it wasn't that hard for me to become Tzniyus but then I realized that that's not true it was hard for me I really really struggled I really struggled because I didn't I wasn't raised that way you know like I wasn't raised to 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 dress news and to 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 always wear skirts or to always do certain things I was I, I I wore a lot of pants I wore a lot of jeans I was basically raised in jeans and not to mention that I was working in a restaurant so I was wearing jeans like practically all the time because it was just convenient and I don't know sometimes I just forget that it was super hard for me it was hard for me to start dressing modest it was hard for me to get used to the idea of not wearing certain colors and I felt like ah oh, I remember when someone said that we once we once um, had a meeting uh, it was still in my pregio and we had a meeting with the Raf there and um, it was something <laughs> My husband told me that I couldn't wear red anymore. And I, it was just too early on for me. It was just, I wasn't ready to hear that. Um, and so I asked him, it's not true, right? It's not true that you can't wear red and it's too much for me. And I, I don't want to look all black and I don't want to wear all black. And it was just, <laughs> it, it was, it was, I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear not wearing certain colors. I couldn't hear, like, I felt like I gave up so much already. Like, I gave up wearing tops or wearing pants, wearing shorts, wearing a lot of things. And I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> um, and it's funny because we tend to forget those moments. And it's those moments that can make us stronger. It's those moments when we share them that we can it can make all of us stronger. Because knowing that some people can relate to whatever you're going through that's that's a good thing it's 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 comforting to know that you're not the only one struggling with this it's comforting to know that it can pass and it will pass like they say right this too shall pass and it's true this too shall pass um when i look back at like how far i came it's really crazy because I never imagined myself, like I, like I said already, I never imagined myself wearing tichels or I never imagined myself going with maxi skirts. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't me. I never were, imagined myself wearing only closed shoes and tights. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, I just, I, I just never thought of it, um, that it would be me. But the point is, that modesty, it's more. It's not just your clothes. It's how you represent yourself. It, it affects everything. It affects the way you see yourself. It affects the way others see you. It affects how you speak, think. It's, it's more. It's more than just how you dress. And... Um, it's also in the way we talk 
it's in the way we are um not to say that you can be outgoing because believe me i am a very outgoing person but there's different there's a difference between being outgoing and being modest and being humble and knowing whenever whenever it's enough if that makes sense it's I just I realized like that it is not easy and dear ladies for everybody who's out there and struggling I really really know what you're going through and sometimes I tend to forget but I really know um I think a lot of us know it's it's sometimes hard to give up a certain image that you have of yourself and change it that's why whenever somebody asked me uh, advice on on a gear i always said know that you will change and accept it but the truth is that all of us should know if we are striving to grow within Judaism, we should know that we will change if we want to grow and we should accept it. And we can't hold on to an image that our mind has portrayed us to be. We can't hold on to an image that we want to let out. Maybe it's time we change that image. Maybe it's time that we become who we are truly meant to be and that is not only the way we talk and dress and think it's in everything i think it's important to think about what modesty truly is because it starts with your clothing yes and i've always um i if whenever people ask my story about how I started to dress modest or how I did it, um, sorry, I'm just seeing if I'm knitting the right way. <laughs> yeah. Um, whenever people ask me what, what my story was with modesty and with snails, I would just say, um, I would say my story, like, like I said, I worked in a restaurant, so the pants was probably the hardest for me to take off. I guess you could say that I started by just even just buying a skirt that was of the right length. I didn't I didn't bother to to buy skirts that were just above my knee because for me that's not growth. Like I had a lot of skirts that I didn't have a lot of skirts. Let's let's put it like that. I didn't have a lot of skirts. I had a lot of pants. But the skirts that I did have were either very tight or above my knee. So if I would just buy skirts and tell myself I will buy skirts that are above my knee then that's not really that was not really a growth growth for me like I know for some ladies that might be a huge step and collect over to you you know we, we all have different stories and we all have different journeys and um but mine wasn't just it, it just wasn't that 
Um, so how I started was I went to the shop and at that time, it's now four years ago, something like that. Um, at that time, it was very hard for me to find um, skirts. <laughs> So I went all the shopping street together with my husband because Baruch Hashem, I have an amazing husband who supports me and who really wanted me to, to dress its new. So he went with me to the shopping street um, and we went uh, into several shops. Like, if I think about it now, it felt like a million shops. Um, and I just couldn't find a skirt that was like flowy and I would feel good in it. And that was like over my knee. And then at one shop, I found a skirt. I even found two, so I bought them. And that was my first start. I even bought a blouse, I think, as well. And it was nice, because I felt like, oh, this is fun, you know? Like, I get to shopping, like, I get to shop, and like, I'm happy, and my husband's happy. <laughs> and this is fun. I should do this sometime again. Um, and I guess the point is that I saw it as a chance to renew my closet and I just, whenever I had the chance, I would buy another, another skirt and a t-shirt and then, you know, my, my, my skirts would be of the, the right length and then I would make sure that my t-shirts uh, would cover like my, um, my collarbones and then I would make sure that the they would cover my elbows and Obviously, you, you can't go too fast, you know. It took me a while to to um, to cover my elbows too. And then I would, like, I think uh, something in between was, like, the oversized t-shirts where it wouldn't exactly cover my elbow, but, like, it wouldn't show either. So, like, that was, like, a good middle point for me. Like, those t-shirts with, like, the sleeve is a little bit longer than usual. Like, it's a regular shirt, but it's, like, a little bit longer. Um, and then I would wear jackets over it and, like, stuff like that. And that's that's how you grow. And every time where I would feel like, okay, like, I'm thinking about it and I'm learning about it. And and then I would feel uncomfortable. Like, I would I would feel uncomfortable walking around like that. I would feel uncomfortable that people would see me like that. I would feel uncomfortable going to a bed in like that. That's when I know that it's not right anymore. Like it's it's time for me to move on. And that's basically how I grew. And the pants, like I said, my I had one pants that was like my favorite pants. Um, it was a gray jeans of Tommy Hilfiger and I literally wore it all the time. Um, it was, yeah, it was the best pants for me. <laughs> um, that was the, the hardest for me to let go. And frankly, I let, that's the only clothing piece that I kept for a long time. Because I just, whenever I, I would buy something new and I would replace an item or I would buy a few skirts or blouses, whatever it was, then I would try to also do away um, certain, um, what's it called? Certain... Um, um, clothing items that I had that weren't modest at all but I would watch out not to throw things because like some items you can still like combine with things so yeah I would really see like if it were combinable and then I would just give it away um, so yeah that's 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 how it went 
and there was one item this this jeans and this was the only item that i kept in my closet for such a long time not that i wore it for such a long time after like i had like a few skirts and everything but i don't know i just i felt like i should keep it <laughs> and it was only like a year after or even six months after or something like that that i decided okay now it's enough you've been in my closet for way too long and i i, I gave it away uh, along with some other red items that also took me a very long time to adjust to because i really loved wearing red like you know i felt like it suited my hair color and i felt like i don't know um like it was nice so i don't know why i'm telling you all this maybe there is someone out there that needs to hear it but i don't know it's it's a long process to 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 be continuous and it's a process where we every time need to stand still and say okay do i feel feel comfortable with this like you know they always say this but i'm just gonna say it again um women were given this great ability to we have womanly wisdom we know inside of ourselves what is modest and what is not we know it we know it and if you really really listen to yourself you know it you know whenever something is modest and whenever something is not and it's not because people around you are doing it that it's the right thing to do i just want to add that there um because sometimes we're we're really influenced and we don't listen to what our gut is telling us we don't listen to ourselves and like we really know what is modest and we really know whenever something doesn't feel modest and everybody is at a different level and it's totally normal but just want to say that if your environment is not influencing you for the better so maybe it's time to listen to your to your gut and to maybe take a swift in your environment because your environment that's the ones that influence you the most you know they say that the woman that you surround yourself with are the woman that you will become the most like like every correct you need to see it like that it was once explained to me i don't know by who anymore um it was once explained to me that the people that are around you you will take their best character traits why because it's something that you you admire it's something that you like so you need to think that if the people around you and you will take their like one of their character traits the, maybe even the best one will that be a, like a good thing for you obviously if we're taking the best one for everyone that's good but if our environment is influencing us for worst then either we need to change our environment or we need to um take a look at ourselves and try to think and feel what it where it is that we really are and where it is that we need to go um so yeah uh sometimes it's hard you know it's it's hard it's hard to, to become honest it's hard because there's so much pressure you know and there's so much pressure also from people that that don't believe in being modest and it's almost as if as if now you're showing especially if you're covering your hair like i find it that why when i was wasn't covering my hair obviously because i didn't have to 
um, when I wasn't married, um, like when I didn't finish my cure yet, um, I, I, I found it like when I, when I, my hair wasn't covered and I was snooze, I found it easier than when your hair is snooze, um, and you're also covered. Not like, Baruch Hashem, I'm really happy that I, um, cover my hair and that, um, that I, um, that I, like, that I'm modest and everything, but I'm also really happy that it only came at this stage in my, in my journey, um, that I was already modest and that then I started to cover my hair because like, it's, it's, it's different. It's different when you start to cover your hair and you, you're modest. I don't know how to explain it really. I, I believe those of, of you who cover their hair, they will know. It's, it's different. It's very, it's very cool and it's very elegant. And it's, you know, I feel in my tichel really like mamash, like a bat melech. In my tichel and my tznius outfit, I feel like a bat melech, you know? And I felt it already before, but, but the, the tichel is my crown, you know? And that's why I get so upset whenever somebody tries to take it away for, because they, 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 they think I'm oppressed or something, you know? <laughs> um, Anyways, I'm, I'm rambling off. That wasn't my point. My point was that um, it feels a little bit different when you're modest. Um, it's, it's something hard to get used to and it's in stages. You know, once you, you feel like, okay, now I'm finally covering all my areas, you can see like, okay, what is the style of a bad melech, you know? What, like someone once told me that we should take a look at our rabbanit and um, set her in, as an example. Now it can be that your rabbanit has different customs than you, yeah, regarding like hair covering or something, but you will never see a rabbanit, at least I never saw in the communities that I was, with a little bit of hair showing, for example. Um, someone asked me recently why it is that I cover all my hair and not show like two centimeters, but you will never see a rabbinette that, that shows her hair for two centimeters, you know, and we should strive, not that I'm a rabbinette, no, but we should strive to be as tenuous as a rabbinette, you know, um, as tenuous as a bat melech. We're all bat melech, like batot, how I say the pearl? Batot Melech, I think. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if I need to say anything more. Snails, it's it's a very sensitive topic. And you know why it's so sensitive? Because a lot of people are growing it, growing in it, and in different levels, um, in different paths of their journeys. And that's totally fine. And... I feel like sometimes um, whenever people are saying like, oh, I want to grow, I remember, I will give you a story and maybe that will explain it better. Um, I remember um, saying once on social media, my Instagram, which I have deleted, which I will go in later on, um, because it also is in some way connected to this news. 
Um, so on my Instagram, I once said that I wanted to work, that I worked, that, that I worked on tights or something. I don't know what I said. I, I just, I went to buy new tights and maybe I showed them something like that. Um, and I got not a bunch of messages, but I got a few messages saying, oh, watch out because tights, it's a really hard commitment. And, and it's, it was basically people that were projecting their fears onto me. Um, and I, I get that, you know, like it's hard whenever sometimes when we try something and it doesn't work out, we want to warn other people about it, or we even maybe like, I don't know. Um, and I just, I just felt like, I don't know. I was so happy to, to, to be there, to be at that level. And at that point, when I said that, I actually already was going with tights for like, since I remember it was like the start of summer. I think it was like May or something, June maybe. Um, it was starting to get hot and I, I bought summer tights and I, I posted something about the summer tights. But I was going until then and in, inclusive like that time, already with tights just the thicker ones so it's so relieved that i can finally put something on that is breathable um and i was so like confused i felt like it's so strange that like i'm trying to to post something and i'm trying to to i don't know how to explain it best but i'm trying to um I don't know, just share something of my journey and maybe it will inspire some lady to to put tights as well. Um, but I felt like there was so much, no, watch out with it. And people were so like, maybe, I don't know, they it wasn't the, the norm for people um, there or wherever the people were from. To wear them and that's fine um you know like everybody is where they are and everybody should do as they think they should do um maybe it's, it's all too vague what i'm talking about and i hope that for my bubble blah, blah, <laughs> for my bubbles something will come out like good at least um understandable and maybe even i don't know I don't know what to imagine. Um, but my point is that when I, when I said that about the tights and I got like a, a, some responses that, um, that I shouldn't do it and that it's way too extreme and then this and then that. And I felt like, you know, it's so, it's, it's not motivating to say to someone that is trying to take, so, take on something else that it's too extreme or she, you weren't able to do it. So she will also not like, it's not motivating and it's not, that's not the point. We are all at different levels and it's okay. It's okay to be at a different level. It's okay if you are with your bare legs and it's okay if she is not. It's, we are all at different levels and we shouldn't strive to be the same. We should strive to grow. We should strive to to, to add that one centimeter to whatever it is that we can add, whether it's to our sleeves, whether it's to our skirts, whether it's to our tichel, whether it's to our whatever it is, 
we should strive to be better and to improve and to grow in your own way, in your own time. And nobody should take away should take that away from you. Nobody should try. Nobody should project their fears on you, because it it's it's not motivating, and it's not what this is about. We're not doing this for each other. We're not doing this to 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 say on Instagram that we did this. We're doing this for Hashem. We're doing this to bring Mashiach. We're doing this for ourselves. We're doing this because we are clearly Israel. It's 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 a confusing world. And I promise that I will get into the Instagram part. Um, so I deleted my Instagram again. <laughs> no, but this time I deleted my accounts. Like I didn't delete it completely. I dis, um, deactivated my account, which means that I can still technically get it on, but I probably will delete it after. I, I think I will go a month without and then delete it. Um, and I got a lot of amazing messages, Baruch Hashem. Um, there are really some amazing people out there. and. Instagram has has opened a lot of doors for me and it was so nice to share my journey on there and it was so it was wonderful you know to feel like I'm not the only chaotic and to feel like I could inspire and to feel like I have a voice to feel like I have a voice to feel that my story mattered and who I am mattered um and and that was amazing um that is amazing but, and here comes the but. It is not something that I'm doing for me. And that sounds strange because in a way I am, in a way it gives me pleasure that like, I I, I, I feel like I matter and I feel like it matters what I say and I feel like it inspires people and I feel like I'm hurt. It, 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 that, that is for me, but I'm putting all this time into an app and I'm not getting something out of it spiritually. Yes. I'm getting the pleasure that, oh, I might have inspired someone, but what the app is doing to me is far worse. The app, it's it's showing me things that that brings bad thoughts. It's showing me things that I'm spending my time, I'm wasting my time on Instagram when there is a neighbor or someone in my community that would love to get a visit personally. When there is a sixth lady that I could visit visit every day when I have the time. I'm wasting my time on an app to inspire others and that gives me pleasure. But I'm I'm more on the app than actually that it, it's just it's wasting my time. I don't know how to put it any differently. And when I told my husband that I would delete my Instagram, he was actually shocked. He told me, No, really? Are you deleting your app? Like he told me, No, don't do it. Um, and he, like, he didn't get it from the start. Now, he gets it. 
um, and we are on the same page, but it's, it's a huge step. Um, and it's huge because somebody here, somebody here in real life could actually need my help. Somebody, not just my community, not just my neighbors, but my home, my family, they might need me present. I don't wanna go everywhere and think about that a picture that I need to snap or I have to say something or I have to do this or I have to do that. I don't wanna I don't wanna do that. I don't know I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's I just it clicked. It clicked to me and I was I wasn't posting a lot anymore but it just felt like it was the wrong thing. Like who are really who are we really honoring by being on social media so many hours a day and it's easily already an hour and then 15 minutes more and 30 minutes more and 10 minutes more and whatever it is it's easily easily becomes a few hours a day or at least a few hours a week is it worth it no nope. And when Hashem will ask me, why did you waste so much time on there? I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to say to that question. Because for what? Because I have the feeling that I might inspire with someone when I actually had the chance to do it in real life and to do it to just make a difference, to change someone's life. Because that's not what I will do there. That's not, it's a virtual, it's a fake something. It's not real. We cannot, it's not, we cannot even touch it. It's not real. It's in a machine that is trying to draw our attention more and more. And it's showing us videos, things that it, it's, that we're not supposed to see. And it's affecting us, even when we deny it. And I denied it for a long, long time. And I lived under the excuse that I could help someone. And even if I can touch one person, it makes it all fine. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make it fine. Because I am wasting my time on there. While I can just perfectly talk to you and say what I have to say through this way, right? I don't need all the distractions. I don't need all the pictures. I don't need all the things that I'm not supposed to see. The things that affect my my neshama. The things that that it's just you know sometimes you know that feeling that sometimes maybe even as a child we have this perfect thing or at least in our minds it, it is we have this perfect little whatever it is let's say we have this I'm, I'm 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 knitting a scarf so let's say that we have this perfect little scarf and it's pink okay so we have a perfect little scarf and we are so happy with it our grandma knitted it for us and it's pink and it's beautiful and it's warm and soft and it's so nice and you're so happy with it you're so happy 
with your pink scarf. So on that first day of school or whatever day, not necessarily needs to be the first one. On that first day of school, Monday, let's say on Monday, you go so proud to the school in your pink scarf and it's beautiful and the sun is shining on it and it makes the color even more bright and it's amazing. And you go to that school and there's your friend or just someone of your class or maybe it's just someone that you not even know but it's in the, in the school. And you see your friends or that's someone that you don't even know <laughs> from your school and they are wearing a pink scarf, except theirs has all kind of beatings on it and it's bedazzled and it's, it has feathers and whatever it is. And it looks amazing. And you go feel it and it's soft. It's softer than yours. Do you think that little girl will still be happy with her knitted scarf that was handmade by her grandma or by her mom or by her dad, whoever made it? No. And that might sound strange, okay? I know it does. Because yes, we're not supposed to be jealous and we're not we not we don't need to envy. And it's true, we don't. But there is a difference in not envying or seeing all the things that people put out there and people that have much less it's normal to say I'm sorry I didn't get this like that or I'm sorry I didn't get this like that and eventually that little girl will feel sorry for herself because she didn't get a pink scarf exactly like that. So what, her mom or her grandma doesn't love her? Of course they do. Of course they do. They give all they can to her. But that is what social media does. People are out there with all their things. With whatever they have, they put on there. And... It's, it's not good. It's not news. This is not what news is. For whatever reason your Yetara might say that you are doing whatever you are doing, that is not news. It's not news to show everything that you get or everything that you have or whatever it is. And I've been there. I'm not blaming anyone. Believe me, I've been there. I was there. I, I've done it. Been there, done that, like they say. It's just, I felt a lot of people were shocked that I left, um, maybe abruptly. But I, I felt it coming for, for quite some time. And like I said before, whenever you feel like something needs to change or whenever you feel like you're, it's, it's uncomfortable for you, that means that you've outgrown, I've grown it, and that was the case. I, I've, I've outgrown it. I'm not 
I'm not there. And yes, it might sometimes be hard because I'm not saying that I didn't make friends. I'm not saying that people there didn't touch me. Um, like I meant like spiritually or something, but it's not worth it. Not because those people are important. We can communicate through so many different ways. Like there's always an email or there's always a letter. You know, I, I love letters. It's so old fashioned. It's so nice. You actually have something like, I don't know. I just think it's amazing. Um, anyways, my point is that it's, it's, it's bad for many things and how much we might think that we could do good. It's, it's not good for ourselves and it's not good for our souls to see whatever we get to see there. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I hope it in a way makes sense. Um, I know I've talked a lot. I can feel it in my voice. <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, I felt it was time for a change. And so, you know, since then I have finished my finals and everything was super busy. And now I've taken on a new hobby, knitting. And it's making me feel so useful. It's making me feel super, super useful because I actually feel like I'm doing something like I'm making something, you know, I'm making a scarf. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, and knitting might not be the thing for you, but, you know, I don't know. I just, I felt like something had to change because I'm home and like, I felt something had to change. And, um, what? Uh, there was a last thing that I want to say more. Yeah, that's right. So I listened to this, um, like I had it in my mind for quite some time. And then I listened to a shield um, from uh, Rabbi Wallerstein. If you don't know him, he's a great rabbi. He speaks about a lot of things. It's news, um, social media, TV, TV, not so much, but cell phones, for example, he speaks about a lot of things, very interesting shiurim. You can hear them on uh, Torah anytime, the app, or just go to the site. Um, Wallerstein, um, he's called. So I was listening to his shiur on my uh, computer. And he said, you know, he, he gives his seminary to girls. And, you know, um, I don't know, I felt like really connected to it because sometimes I felt like that. I, I don't have TikTok and all of those things. I never started with it because I knew it was it would just be another one of those things that would drag you in and you're just it's it's wasting time and it's wasting energy and you're just there, not really here, you know? And I, I, I didn't wanna be that mom that would put her kids on social media or that, you know, I, I wanted to be there, like wanted to actually do things. And I don't know if that makes sense, all of it. I'm, you know, we never know. I'm, I'm not there yet. Um, I just, I don't know. I want to share because I know some of you have been wondering and I, I don't even know who, who's listening to this anymore. Um, Cause I guess like, you know, in some way, I felt I should keep it, the profile, just for, um, 
just for like saying whenever I would have a new episode. But then I thought it's not worth it, you know, like why to keep such a profile just to to say whenever I have a new episode. The people that will want to listen to this, they will follow this podcast and they will listen to my episodes and, you know, um, but yeah, that's just excuses, you know, that sometimes they are hard to know when it's, oh, oh, I almost missed a, <laughs> you know, by the end of anything, you should be very careful because it's like, <laughs> it's not easy, but um, I'm almost missing a, what's it called? In, uh, in Dutch, in Flemish, it says, it's called a steak. So now, if you, now you've learned something Flemish. <laughs> um, anyways, so what I was saying was that, um, what was I saying? Yeah, I know that some of you like maybe wondered about it. So that's why I wanted to talk about it a, li a little bit. Um, and I hope to come on you more. I'm not sure what like what um topics we should cover next but i guess we f we'll figure it out on the way and i know that like in the last few episodes i just felt so emotional you know and i, f I felt so emotional and it's like you know that's what i was gonna say sorry i lost my track of my um my uh <laughs> thinking phrase so what i was gonna say is i listened to the shield of rabbi wallerstein and it really got me true and i was like no i should do this you know and it was amazing she you can find it in torah anytime under his recent uh shiurim. and he said something like you know if you feel like you you are not praying with kvana and he speaks about social media and he speaks about um phones that are not kosher and all of that and he said if you want really want to pray with kavana try to do this try to be 30 days without social media um and i felt like it's not enough just to delete the app and just to mute it i've tried all of that i've tried it i'm 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 over it i, I want to do something bigger i want to do something better um and i guess that's where we are right now and in some way, it's really making me um, come down to the now and feel like I'm, I'm more, I feel more serious, not pulling all my stuff out there and not, and making sure that nobody, nobody should, should envy whatever it is, you know, like it's, um, but we should be serious about what we have because it's easy to it's easy to to get bad thoughts if you see something that is so put out there it's it's not us it's not the jewish nation to be so put out there um and i guess that's it I've done a lot of talking. I don't know um, if any of it made, made sense. But if it did, let me know. You can always reach me on my email, um, mybonusjourney at gmail.com. Please reach out. I would love to hear from you. would love to hear if you're still here. Um, would love to know if this was something interesting. Um, I'm also thinking of bringing on a guest, if you have any ideas, 
um, definitely send me an email. And um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. And I'm happy to, to have you here. Um, I'm happy to, to do this and to do this with a clear mind. And I'm happy to start this, this challenge of getting a detox, not just for a while, but really from social media and just start with something else and um, still continue this and still connect to you in whatever way that may be. So I hope you will have a beautiful day. And here it's also Monday. So I will say Shavua Tov. Uh, have an amazing week. Um, and I hope you'll be well. And I hope that in some way this has helped you with your mother's journey. Um, and always remember remember that everybody is in their own on their own path. Um, so yeah. Have an amazing day.